1: Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back, Behind the Velvet Rope. Let's get right into it today because we are joined by, once again, someone from the new Bravo series, Camp Getaway, Miss Sophia D'Angelo. How are you?
2: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
1: You look so like, I don't know, warm and you're in Boston, right? Or Massachusetts?
2: Yes, but it's like the first warm day we've had in so long, so I'm fully embracing it.
1: Are you going outside? Like, what have you been up to during quarantine?
2: Yeah, um, I feel like going on walks is like the only thing that's really keeping me sane. I feel like I probably go on at least four walks a day just to get outside and, like, no matter what the weather is, just give a little normalcy to life, you know?
1: Do you live like right in Boston?
2: I do. I live in the Seaport, so like right downtown.
1: I should start going out for walks every day in New York. You know what it is? In the beginning, I was too afraid to. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm not.
2: (laughs) Because you're just not used to it.
1: Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, but somehow I've been so freaking busy that I don't even have time for a walk now during the day, as crazy as that sounds.
2: No, I totally get it. I totally get it. I feel like cause meetings have just been replaced with calls after calls after calls. Like I totally get it. But I just like first thing in the morning and make myself get outside like before I start doing anything else. And it's helping my mood tremendously.
1: <laughs> well, I started these like workout boot camps from home. I love it and so i don't know when i started them i don't even know what week we're in like what is this week eight maybe
2: at least it feels like week 82 but yeah probably
1: i've lost track of time so i the first half didn't do any because i'm just like if i can't go to the gym there's no point in any of this yeah then i realized there's some point in some of it so i started doing these at-home workouts but. It doesn't matter, like even when I eat so healthy, my pants do not fit when I put them on to leave my apartment. I
2: know, it's hard, it's so hard. You just, you're not, you're not moving. Like yeah, you might get your normal workout but think of how much you're usually walking and like up and around and like being active. We're just not right now. Our bodies are like, what is going on?
1: That's like really what it is. So that's like, so you-
2: It'll come off, it'll come off.
1: I I think so. (laughs) <laughs> who have you been so are you quarantining by yourself like what who are you quarantining with
2: So I actually went home like really early home to my parents house in New Jersey um back in like the second week of March um my building I live in like a high rise building and they shut down all of the amenities outside of like your apartment itself um Welcome really- to my life Yeah and I was like so I can't go to the gym like I work from home so I was like I can't even like go down to the lounge to work and I live in a studio apartment. So I was like, nope, screw this. Um, and I went home and I was with my parents for like seven weeks in New Jersey, which was really nice because that like a big house. They like live in the woods. I had my dog. Like it was the best home system. cooked I- meals. Exactly. It was so nice. And you know, I never thought I'd have that much time with my parents again, you know? And I mean, it's living with your parents, so it's not always easy, but it was super nice. And like For as shitty as the circumstances were, it was, like, nice to be with them. Um, But I got to week seven, and I was like, I think it's time to, like, slowly get back to real life. So I've been in Boston, like, just over a week now. And
1: is everything in your building still closed?
2: Oh, yeah. Everything's... Same here. Yeah, we're we're the same as you guys, I feel like. They're saying May 18th, like, the first phase is going to open, but I just don't believe it.
1: Well, I don't even know. So I don't watch the news anymore, but they were saying like May 15th, which mind you is like tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, by the time everyone hears this, it's not gonna be May 15th, but May <laughs> 15th is tomorrow. And so I don't like, I don't know what, I don't know. It's I mean, I don't even know what's going on, but it's not gonna be tomorrow. I so I don't know how it's all, but the same thing, like our building gym and stuff was open until the state was like, you can't keep it open. Right. But same thing, like we have like a roof deck, so that's probably open now, but I've just been so busy every day that I'm like, oh my God, I just can't leave the apartment today. So hopefully I need to start getting back into like having more of a life.
2: Yeah. Get some sunshine. It's good for you.
1: <laughs> now, so like you're still doing your day job
2: yeah so i own an events company um experiential marketing and events production so obviously my whole world kind of flipped upside down i had every event canceled from march through like august um i still have a couple of like the bigger ones that got pushed to dates in the fall but i'm pretty skeptical they're even gonna happen like we're talking a couple hundred person events and i just i don't know
1: i mean Well, yeah, so same thing. So, I mean, what I do is like the genesis of my podcast. And so it's partly interviewing people like you that are on Bravo. But then a big part of my podcast, which is three days a week now, is me, like I'm friends with a lot of the people on Bravo. So it's me hanging out with them. But then when I'm not friends with someone, I will get on a plane and travel to create a story for all my lovely listeners. So like if, you know... Kristen Doty from Vanderpump Rules is doing a stand-up show in Detroit. This is a true story. I got on a plane and I flew to Detroit to see Kristen, and then so to that point, I had eight trillion things were canceled. Also, yeah, like I
2: know. And
1: I've never been such a micromanager with my American Express of like I have the time. I'm like, wait, this like forty nine dollar charge. This needs to cut. Like I have managed every last thing of what's outstanding and but it was the same thing I was like everything was up in a rares like I just didn't know what was going on
2: I know I know so I'm trying to keep busy and I'm like pivoting a lot I've been doing like a lot of at home entertainment type stuff um,
1: like but, how know- so like what's like is your <laughs>
2: I've been partnering with local chefs in Boston to do these at home date night boxes. So every week we switch the theme. Um, and if you sign up, you get food or ingredients delivered, and then we do a virtual class. So we've done like virtual pasta making, we did dumplings, we did like a grilled pizza night. Um, we've done like the perfect steak inside. Um, and it's all about like everyone gets uh, the food delivered, they get booze delivered. I do personalized playlists for everyone. And then you get some sort of activity, whether it's a class or whatever it is that week. Um, so that's been fun.
1: And how is, so that's, I mean, that's, was that your idea? I mean, that's a great idea, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just, you know, I like really had to think about like what my company mission was and the goal and at the core of everything I do is entertainment and experience. And I was like, we need that more than ever right now. So I tried to figure out how I could bring that to my customers and clients. So I've been doing that and now I'm kind of like trying to reach out to some other extensions of that. So we'll see, we'll see where I kind of net out. But I agree, it's keeping me really busy, which is good. I think if I had nothing to do, I'd be losing my mind.
1: I mean, that's really just kind of what's happening. Cause even in terms of like a lot of the Bravo people are doing it, like Tamara and Vicky are hosting some like virtual happy hour. I haven't really partaken in any of these, but I mean, you know, I think that's just going to be the new way for like celebrities to make money in the sense of like, all these in-person
2: yeah, are now yeah. going
1: online.
2: I think it's pretty cool because you get exposure to celebrities, Bravo or not, that you never would before, right? Like being on a Zoom with someone is so different than, you know, not being able to come see them in person. Like, I don't know, I think it's pretty cool.
1: Well, that's the thing. Like if you could pay a certain amount of money, because it isn't just Bravo people, like big celebrities are doing it and then have like a two minute call with someone, then that's something. Like you're actually talking to the person. Yeah. So that's, in a way it's more intimate than you would ever get to with this particular person.
2: Yeah, Absolutely, yeah, it's pretty cool.
1: And in a way they just have to sit there in their living room and do them. You know, I mean, I would be exhausted after an hour or two myself,
2: Zoom fatigue is real. It's a real thing. Oh my
1: God. Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Mm -hmm. I have Zoom fatigue.
2: No, better than anyone.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. I have Zoom fatigue. At first I enjoyed these immensely. I was like, you know, but work has the one thing that has truly kind of gotten me by because like same thing with what you do, like you still feel like you're talking to another person. So it kind of gets you, it kind of gets you there. Absolutely. But I would think, I don't know, I think that your in-person events, I can't see any of them happening. But what do I know?
2: No, I think they're gonna, they're gonna have to be smaller. Some things are gonna have to go totally virtual. Um, it's tough, because a lot of what I do too is um, nonprofit fundraisers and functions and things like that. And for example, one of the nonprofits I work with and do their gala, they do one gala a year, they raise 80% of their fundraising for the entire calendar year in that wow. one year. And it's like, if that doesn't happen, what's going to happen to that organization, you know?
1: Well, you know, because I go to so many freaking events, I guess I'm on like every mailing list for every theater. <laughs> and, you know, it's it's not like it's New York. I mean, I'm getting emails from like, yes, I was at that thing for Kristen in Detroit. I was something, I was at in Austin, Texas for something. I'm getting calls and emails from every, I never realized just how the theaters needed money. I mean, the theaters must operate at such a slim like margin because every theater is calling me just basically saying like, what would you like to donate? And I'm like, oh my God, like there's, (laughs) I mean, it's
2: so many places I can donate. guys. Yeah. And
1: it's like, I mean, I don't know. I'd rather anything go to a cause like frontline workers or something than just like a theater. So, but I'm getting stalked. So that's, (laughs) That's that whole thing. Now, did you, before being on Bravo and Camp Getaway, like were you a Bravo fan? Like we know our good friend Randall is obsessed with Bravo from Camp Getaway.
2: Yeah, Uh, Randall's definitely a whole nother level when it comes to Bravo. I would never challenge her knowledge in any way. Um, But I watched a good amount of Bravo. I think the only thing that probably hurts me is that I started my company just about two years ago now, and I hate when other people that say this, but honestly, the past two years, I have not watched a lot of TV. (laughs) Like, honestly, at all. I feel like I'll have TV on, but it's just in the background and I'm working, you know? Um, But yeah, I have been like a huge Top Chef fan since like the day that it started. I've watched probably almost every season. I've seen plenty of Housewives. Um, I mean, how many seasons of Housewives have there been? Do you know?
1: Well, it depends on the franchise, but the oldest franchise is the OC, Everybody, which is...
2: Beverly Hills? Or is it OC? No,
1: yeah, OC, which has done 14 seasons. They're filming the 15th one right now. I feel like
2: now. I definitely watched, I mean, like all the way through probably the first like seven seasons of that at least. And I've seen it like sporadically since then. Um, I'm also a huge Summer House fan seen all of
1: those. It's so <laughs> funny. You were the second person I have talked to today. I've talked to one of the Real Housewives of Miami, which has long been off the air. And out of nowhere, she was like, these are the shows I like on Bravo. And one of them was Summer House. And I'm like, what? I know.
2: I kind of- I No, like, I mean, I, I
1: like, like, like it. I just- I can't, I love it. It's, the ratings must, I have to check them, the ratings must be way up on Summer House because I think more people watch it now than they ever have.
2: Absolutely, I think this last season, like, it was just so good. There was just so much going on. There was so much drama. It was like, every episode was super exciting. And I like, honestly, the whole thing that kept me going is I wanted to know about Hannah and Luke if they ended up together, if they were dating, what was happening. So that kept me watching, like, on that alone.
1: Well, Luke has been on this very show. So there you go. You need to go back and listen to the Luke.
2: I'm going to.
1: It literally just came out this past Monday and it's
2: amazing. He
1: said all sorts of things. Who is your favorite on Summer House?
2: Uh, Probably Lindsay. I love Lindsay. Really? Yeah. She just, I love that she's just herself and like she might be like kind of crazy and do something drunk. And then the next night she just totally owns it instead of like getting all defensive and kind of like owns the crazy, which we all have, you know?
1: She's a good one. Who's your least favorite?
2: Um, uh, I probably have to say Carl.
1: I knew you were gonna say that for some or reason.
2: Carl, I know. He might get a bad edit. I feel like I'm a little, now I like, after I've seen a couple episodes of my own show, I'm like, I get how they, hey, they edit things, Um, but just seeing him with that many girls and kind of like toy with girls' emotions, I'm like, man, it's like too close to home, can't do it.
1: <laughs> Well, we are not going to say my least favorite, but I do have a least favorite. And my favorite is definitely Hannah, by far, all day. And Hannah knows this. I've made it very clear. Normally, I don't give a lot of opinions on this show because it's not really my place. But Hannah is, all day, every day, my absolute favorite part of Summer
2: She's hysterical. Her tweets, like, they kill me. She's so funny. She's a, real and honest. Like, I love that.
1: And she's a good quarantine. She's right on point with a lot of her quarantine assessments.
2: Yeah. Have you seen Giggly Squad with her and Paige?
1: It's so funny. Like, no, but a lot of people watch it every night at 10. You
2: can watch it when you're like, you like, you know, end of the night you need something to watch, watch it because it's pretty funny. They're, they're, their banter is just so good, the two of them. Seeking the truth never gets old.
1: so
2: smart. It's yeah. a smart
1: idea. So Summer House, do you have a favorite? So what what's your favorite Housewife franchise?
2: Um I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have a favorite. I'm loving Beverly Hills right now. In New York, I'm like partial to because obviously I grew up in Jersey. So um
1: do you watch Jersey?
2: I have watched Jersey, but I haven't watched like probably the most recent season. It's not like
1: your me. favorite. You like I New York was better?
2: Into it when I started, when it first started. Um and then I got really into Below Deck and I've seen, I think I've probably seen all of Below Deck and I just started watching The Sailing, which is different.
1: There's a lot, well we have a lot of Below Deck people coming up here also. We've sat That's down, it. well, the new season is coming back.
2: Yeah, I saw June 1st, right?
1: Yes, I think, I forgot the date, definitely June. I i, I think you're right, June 1st. And
2: I'm excited for that too.
1: So do you have a favorite housewife? Like of, of the moment, it doesn't have to be overall um, favorite.
2: I, well, I'm going to say overall favorite is absolutely Bethany. I love Bethany. I love that her makes, I think,
1: at, I think Bethany's is a lot of people's favorite.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I absolutely adore her. And actually she um, spends half her time in Boston. So I've seen her a couple of times in Nantucket. Um, I don't know if it was boyfriend. With she,
1: yeah. She know. does now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, who else? I don't know. I love so many. I don't know. She's my overall favorite, though, if I had to pick one.
1: That's a good one to have as your overall favorite.
2: Do you have an overall favorite? Are you allowed to say it?
1: I would say Bethany would be way up there for me. Ramona yeah. is way up there for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> and Lisa Rita's is probably way up there for me ish. Yeah.
2: I've got a boss. She's great.
1: Those three and maybe Erica Jane, like the, the obvious ones, the yeah, obvious yeah, ones yeah. here. Um, so how did you get involved with uh, Camp Getaway?
2: So wild. So random. Um, I had heard about Camp Getaway before and had friends who had gone. Um, And I found out about like becoming a counselor and like, I don't know how much you know or what Randall told you. But basically, if you're a weekend crew, you don't get paid right? So you go and you're not getting paid, but everything is free. So like you get to stay for free, you get free drinks, it's free food, you take all the activities, the parties, whatever. So you've like free access to everything. Um, and typically you only work like a couple hours a day, right? So you lead like one or two activities. And other than that, your job is just to like do what we do. It's like party with the guests, make sure everyone's happy, kind of be like customer service, whatever. Um, so I found out about these parties, and it turns out they were look, looking for people with events experience. And I was like, great, like this is lined up. I'll get out of the city on the weekends, which is what I was like dying to do. Um, I'd gone through like a really shitty breakup, so I just like wanted something new. It, everything lined up, and then I found out about the show, and I was, I don't even know, shocked. But like at first, I didn't really believe it either. I was like, they're gonna film a show? Like, are you sure this isn't like a scam? Like, I don't really, is this real? Um, but I went with it and by the end when they were like, do you want to do it? I realized this is so cheesy, but it's just true. The only reason I wasn't going to do it is because I was too afraid. And I was like, that's not a reason you pass up this incredible opportunity. Like what's the worst that can happen, right? Like one of the things I remember the producers telling me was, yes, we have control of like the edit and how, you know, somewhat of how things play out, but like, we don't have control over you. So it's all about how you act, how you hold yourself, how you respond to things. And, you know, that's what makes it reality versus scripted. So I was like, I'm not worried about being myself and other people seeing that. So I just went for it.
1: That's good. Well, I mean, to answer your question about what could really go wrong, I mean, I don't know, like Teresa Giudice was in jail and now Joe Giudice lives in Italy. So I do think a lot of things could go wrong.
2: (laughs) True, true, true. I just meant in terms of like, I think my biggest fear was like, how am I, am I going to look bad? Am I going to do something stupid? Am I, what are people going to think of me, right? Like, how do you not think about that when you're going to go on national television?
1: Totally. Um,
2: But I realized, you know, it's, it's like life. Some people are going to like me. Some people aren't going to like me. And it is what it is. And like, as long as you stay true to yourself, then I don't really, I didn't feel like I had anything to hide.
1: That makes sense. So, okay. So when you, so how did you, so like when you were, in the mix of applying for this job you didn't know it was a reality show and then like what it was kind of simultaneous like you got the job and by the way we want to film it or did you actually work there first for like a year or something or it all no at the it, same time? It, was,
2: it was the same path i didn't know um i had never worked at camp before so yeah i went in blind i didn't know anyone i wasn't even exactly sure what i was going to be doing but i was like oh i'm gonna wing it <laughs>
1: And did you go to camp growing up or? I did,
2: yeah. You did? I I was in, I grew up in in Texas outside of Houston until I was like 14, maybe 15. Okay. Uh, And so it was like a big thing. There was this huge camp in Arkansas called Camp Ozark. And like everyone from Houston went to this camp. And I remember my best friend went the year before me and she got back and I was like, you know, seven or eight and was like, I have to go to this camp and like begged my parents for a year. And the next year, my sister and I both went back um and then we went that's was history
1: (laughs) was that a big part of the interview process too or like they didn't really care if you were like a camp person or
2: no they did because you know you were doing like super manual labor outside and living in like camp conditions and it was important for them to know like you can handle this you know it's not it's it's very different like there's no you're gonna be on tv but there's no glam squad there's no like you have time to get ready. Like on any given day, we had like five or six minutes to get into our next costume. And I'm not joking. Like it was wild. Wow. Um, They had to make sure that you like understood what camp was and like kind of what you were signing up for.
1: Wow. And did you meet like David or Claire, like through the interview process or no, like after you were hired?
2: Yeah, not until um, we did, like, an orientation with them. So I didn't meet them until orientation. I knew about them. Like, it described how the camp was set up and who my bosses would be and all that good stuff. But I didn't know anything about them until I got there.
1: And you didn't know, like, any of the other people on the show now?
2: No, I didn't know anyone.
1: And then, like, because I know where it is in relationship to New York, but isn't that far from Boston?
2: It's far. It's, like... Depending on who's driving, if Monica was driving, Monica's the other cast member from Boston. She somehow managed to get there in like three hours. It usually took me four plus, I don't know.
1: That's a long time, just for like every weekend. I mean, I think it's bad enough. I like go to the Hamptons on the weekends and getting out there is a pain in the ass, but it's not four hours. It's three hours sometimes.
2: You know what the difference is though? And I mean, I've only been to the Hamptons once, so you would know way better than me. This drive, you don't sit in traffic at all. Like, you're straight driving, right? Um, So it's kind of like cathartic. Like, I would just use that time to like call friends. I'd listen to podcasts. I'd be like on these like back roads, beautiful back roads in the country in Connecticut that like I didn't even know existed, to be honest. So it wasn't a bad drive. And it was like the end of my week. So, like, I could finish up work calls or. Whatever, you know, you get used to it when you do something that many times. So yeah, you're like, I guess
1: if you have like a lot of work calls and, you know, to your point, you're listening to the Behind the Velvet Row podcast every time, then it doesn't really matter. It's a quick drive. But that's true. It just sounds like I'm like four hours. Oh, my God. I know,
2: I know. I got used to it. I feel like I used to like black out and I'd wake up and I'd be at camp because they drive with like one by that quickly. <laughs>
1: So what was harder when you first started working there? Was it like, I mean, were the cameras there right away? Or was it like your first two weekends or no? It was like right away you were on camera.
2: Right away, kind of like thrown in. Um, And I definitely think, you know, there's two episodes out now. I've seen the first two episodes. I'm barely in the first two episodes. I'm like looking at tweets and people keep being like, who is this blonde girl? Which I'm like, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I was so nervous around the cameras the first two weekends. Like, I was super quiet. I didn't really, like, stick my neck out anywhere. I just kind of, like, was trying to get wrap my head around things and, like, get a little more comfortable. And I think it took me until the se- after the second weekend to be, like, okay, I get this. I know what's going on. I know, like, I get how this works. Um, so I finally start to kind of open up after, after so, the second <laughs>
1: So you, like, purposely avoided the cameras the first two times? I
2: don't know if I purposely avoided them, but I didn't go out of my way to, like, get involved in anything, if that makes sense. Like that makes I sense. So, I was so busy, you know, we're working for the camp. We're not, when we get there, like we're not working, we don't work for Bravo. We don't work for the production company. We work for camp getaway. So there's so much to do at all times that I was just trying to wrap my head around like, okay, where am I supposed to be? Like silly things, like you don't carry a phone, right? So I've all day, I'd be like the first two weekends, I didn't have a watch. I was like, what time is it? Like, where am I supposed to be? This camp is 300 acres. Like, it was like that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't think like I, I was as involved as I started to be once things uh, got a little more comfortable.
1: So we're gonna see more of you after the second episode.
2: I think so. I think, yeah. I think I'm gonna be pretty sick of myself after. <laughs> after
1: what the- was harder? Like actually figuring out how to do your job or like figuring out how to like navigate the cameras?
2: Both, both for sure. I mean, the, the job itself was super demanding it was really physical I mean it was incredible because I got into the best shape of my life which like RIP since quarantine but um we were outside all day on our feet like on any given day on the weekend I probably did like four solid hours of like physical activity whether it was like yoga or ropes courses or climbing or hiking whatever um, but it's just different right that's more physical whereas the cameras is more of like a mental game I think like little things like not wanting to like like going into the bathroom to change every single time and like all that kind of stuff by like the fourth week you're like screw it They're like you know i know they don't want to show stuff that's not exciting so if it's not exciting i'm like don't even worry about the cameras filming you
1: <laughs> right you're like there's only so much you can do and then after a while what you just got used to it and you're like i don't even notice the cameras were here
0: ah uh, mm. the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after, rare, and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.
2: So used to it. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we have mics all the time, so you just get used to people listening to you
1: what about what was harder just like navigating the cameras or the other personalities of the other social coordinators
2: i think i'm lucky because i come from you know a profession where all i do is deal with different types of people all day right like a huge part of events is customer service so i deal with every sort of personality you can imagine so for me that wasn't hard navigating it i kind of just tend to like take a more neutral road which i think you'll see um, and try to be empathetic and, like, understand where people are coming from instead of, like, inserting myself, um, which some people agree with, others don't, whatever. Um, so I didn't really have a problem with that, but I think um, tensions were just high. Emotions ran super high, and that's something I, like, didn't expect, like, my own as well, um, which, you know, I think is a combination of, like, a ton of work and exhaustion and heat and alcohol. Like, put that together, it's, like, the perfect storm.
1: <laughs> right who did you bonds with the most out of like the other coordinators
2: you know what people ask me that but i can't answer it because i feel like i have made different bonds with everyone in that group in different ways like if i'm like freaking out about something and like need someone to calm me down like i'm gonna go to randall and neely because like they they just get me and if i need advice on like something with like press or social media or my business like i go to nile because he runs a super successful business. And if I just need someone to make me laugh, like I'll probably text Gavin. So I just, I feel like I bonded with everyone in different ways. Um, it's hard not to in a crazy situation that's like brand new for all of us, you know?
1: Are you guys on like a group text for you all?
2: All day, all day every really? day. Really? Oh yeah.
1: What happened like after the first episode? Like, were you all freaking out? Like when it came out?
2: Yeah, yeah, it was fun. We were fun because, you know, we'd been really excited about having, like, a watch party in New York and um, being all together and getting to, like, kind of relive stuff, which is hard because we can't do that. Um, But we've done a ton of Zooms and stuff, you know, throughout quarantine and did it one before the the show aired um, the first Monday, which was really nice.
1: Is there anyone that is, like, shocked, like, almost like, oh, my God, what the hell is up with that edit? I didn't expect that
2: think anyone didn't expect it. I think, honestly, the first two weeks that we've seen, the first two episodes, we all kind of knew, like, it's a lot of establishing, right? Like, trying to establish who we are as a cast, establish how they came from, so people understand. I think from here on out, it's, like, all bets are off, because um, this is when we started getting really comfortable with each other, and, you know, some romances develop, some drama develops. It's, like, people kind of put down that shield of, like, okay, I have to be super nice, and, like, robotic (laughs) you know when you're like sometimes first meeting people and getting comfortable and now it's at the point where like everyone's comfortable so like shit kind of hits the fan so i think we're all gonna be kind of shocked to see how the season goes
1: is there anyone you think that's gonna end up being portrayed like the worst
2: i don't know because already in the first two episodes i feel like some things i thought they would have put in there they didn't um I do feel bad. Adam is a great guy and they're definitely making him look like he's like Mr. Macho, conceited, lazy, and he's like, you know, a really hard worker and has, you know, just been at camp for a while. So he's just like a little more chill than the rest of us who are like, you know, type A, have to do our jobs perfectly. Right. Um, So I hope that they show that other side of him. I mean, he's like super successful in finance in New York City and like works really hard is super ambitious. He's driven. For him, camp was, like, his escape to come and, like, swim in the lake and, like, meet people, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I hope they turn it around, because right now, they're not showing him in the best light.
1: No, they're not. About, they're right? showing him, you know, kind of like a womanizer and just, like, mm-hmm. wants to get laid and just right. whatever.
2: Which, like, okay, fine. Any guy in mid-30s who's single wants the same thing, but, like, they're definitely playing it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're definitely playing it up. Yeah. And we'll see what happens between him and Randall.
2: Yeah, we'll see.
1: What was I going to say? Was there like more temptation, you think, between the social coordinators to kind of, you know, break rules and sleep with each other? Or was it a lot of guest focus? Like, I mean, you have different people every weekend.
2: Yeah, so the thing is, they actually at one, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but I'll tell you anyways. um, There's not always like VIP guests every weekend.
1: Right.
2: Um, So you'll see that kind of change with some of the episodes. Um,
1: Like sometimes it's just a group of people and you don't really focus on a VIP.
2: Right, exactly. So every weekend, I mean, it's hard to tell, but every weekend there's like a 300, 200 to 300 guests, right? Right. So a little group we're focusing on, those are just our VIP guests, but that's gonna stop um, or like come in and out as the season goes on, I think. so I think that it becomes more about kind of our relationships, um, you know, whether it's friendship or romantic or drama, whatever it is. I'll just say the focus is more on that than the guests, but there are definitely some guests even who are non-VIP who will come in and out and play like a larger role.
1: I think that's good. I mean, it's kind of like, I've said this before, like when I talked to David and Randall, it's like Below Deck meet Summer House. That's and- what I feel this show is.
2: I know. I know. I saw someone from, I forget who it was, someone from Below Deck said something about like how we don't really work or something. And I wanted to, <laughs> to respond to them like, okay, come to camp for a weekend and I'll show you how much we don't work.
1: <laughs> what, what were they just like, well, at least on Below Deck, we like bust our asses and yeah, these people like- are just...
2: It was something like that and I wanted to be like, are you watching the timestamps? It's like 2 a.m. and I'm up at 7 a.m. Like, uh-uh, don't go there. <laughs>
1: I wonder who that was. I
2: can't remember now, it was one of the girls. Interesting. Come
1: to- it wasn't Riley or Kate Chestane or any of them? No,
2: no, I would've loved it.
1: Huh. I would love
2: for Kate to come for a weekend. She would
1: crush Kate, it. Kate would be great. So good. Kate would be great. So like, I mean, yeah, wow. Um, and then what about like, were you trying to like, you know, in addition to a job and like a reality show, like what about, you know, like, did you want to try to meet someone too? Like we all know Randall is on the hunt.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I came in in kind of like a weird head space. Like I said, I had like a really terrible breakup, but it'd been almost a year. So it'd been a long time, but my business had started like right at the same time where that breakup happened. So I'd been so focused on work that I wasn't, it wasn't even like a priority. And I know people say that, but like, it truly wasn't. I was so involved in like having my baby, my business grow, um, that that had been the focus for like the past year. So I came into this just like wanting fun. So whether that was like a relationship or like a hookup or like just meeting new friends and new people, that was more my goal. I think if anything, I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be on TV. I don't want to have any like romance on tv like that's i don't know is that gonna be like a bad look i think it's like the southerner in me that was like "Mm, not proper you know what i mean totally we'll tell you that that was not the case and it was unavoidable so
1: really so we're gonna get to see that
2: i don't regret it for a second but i definitely didn't go in with like that was my intention
1: so we'll like see that in the next week or two or four for sure what about was anyone who was the biggest like What's the word? Like, who was the most excited for the actual cameras? Like, was there one of the counselors oh, that Niall.
2: she- Nile for really? sure. Really? I don't think- I talked to Niall in another interview we were doing, and he was like, I wasn't nervous at all. And I was like, he's not lying. He was not nervous at all. He was fine with it. He likes, you know, he loves to be- he's super energetic. He's got a huge personality. He likes to be on camera. He likes to be front and center, and he owns it.
1: Do do you think anyone was there for, like, the wrong reasons? Like, do you think anyone was, I mean, you don't have to mention names, but do you think anyone was there for the cameras to be on TV, the fame, as opposed to, like, I love camp, and I want to get away for the weekend?
2: Yeah. Um, It's it's probably a mix for some people. I wouldn't say anyone was there just for that, because everyone does have really strong ties. To camp and really strong reasons they wanted to come, um, which will all be obvious I think as you continue watching. but but yeah, so definitely some people more than others were more excited about the Bravo factor than the camp factor that's for sure.
1: And you think now that that's continuing like you know like on social media and just like trying to get that part out there that I'm on camp getaway and I'm on Bravo.
2: Yeah, but you know what? I think we all are. because We're all just trying to do our best. You know, it's been a year of work and it's been awesome and super exciting, but it's been a lot of work and I think we all just want to make the most of it and the best of it and make sure people see it. Um, At least for me too, you know, the hope was that this show, you know, would make the camp even more popular and they would have even more guests and be more successful. And like, I drank the camp bug juice so hard. Like, I will go back to this camp, whether Bravo is there or not, for you know, as long as I can, like, see, Like, I am fully in it. You love it. I do. I love it. I, like, for as tough as the summer was, it was equally as amazing. And I think all the promotion and stuff that we're doing, a big part of that comes from, like, I want the camp to do well, you know? Right. As As much as the show is about us, like, the show's about the camp. It's not really about us.
1: And now, so this was filmed last summer. Yeah. And then, do you know what, the plan was? Like, was there a plan to film again this summer?
2: Uh, we don't know yet. I mean, they don't... Like,
1: if COVID wasn't taking yeah,
2: place. Yeah, they have not said anything. I think maybe we would have probably known... We definitely actually... It's we would have known by now, probably, but um, as of right now, the camp is planning to open in some capacity like mid-June. Um, I don't know what that's going to look like or what the structure is going to be, and we definitely don't know anything as far as filming. I mean, you know, most... I don't think anywhere they're back to filming it. I don't think any, like, studios or production companies are back yet, so.
1: I don't think so either. I I mean, I know.
2: I heard early June for some of the shows to start up again, but, like, what is that going to look like? It's going to be different, you know?
1: It's going to be different. Like, when I talked to David, you know, the camp owner, I know that he was, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, I I don't know what it's going to look like. Like, I know he said that it was probably going to extend the season and go to, like, the end of October,
2: I love we did one weekend there in the fall and it's beautiful and it's it's amazing when it's not hot It was like life-changing so hopefully I hope for him that he can you know recover some of the time lost because you know this is his him and his family's I know
1: and it's just like I wonder if it'll have to be like open but in a limited capacity
2: I know because like so many people to run that huge of a place too it's like can you afford to have all the staff you need, but only like, you know, half capacity of guests? I don't know.
1: Right. Well, that's the same thing. I have a friend who's like, does PR for restaurants in New York. And she's like, restaurants in New York cannot open at 20%. It just, it, it can't work. I know. Like they can stay closed before they can open at 20 or 30%. It just won't, it just doesn't work that way.
2: You know, it's wild.
1: So I don't know. But I mean, I I know that was a concern of David. So but you guys don't know anything yet. Really no. what's happening?
2: No, we don't know. We're in, we're in the dark too. I think everyone's in the dark right now.
1: But you'll go like if this opens in June, and they're like, we, we need you to work.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have, um, there's other social coordinators every weekend. It's not just us. I think right. Like, like a couple of them on the show. We have like a, a Facebook group that we're all in. And like, we've already talked about like, we're gonna go help open the camp even before guests come if they need it. And like, I'm, I'm in, i I'm just like, you just, you know, it's camp. You like establish these bonds with people. It's crazy and I, I know it sounds a little cheesy, but like these people like truly like I would do anything for and they've been nothing but supportive to us in this whole role because we kind of came into their world um, and they were just like accepted us so so openly. It was great.
1: There's no, is there any like jealousy? Like were there camp, counselors there that wanted to be on this show that just didn't get chosen and they're like well who the hell is Sophia she's been here for a day and I've been here for three years and why am I not on Bravo
2: yeah I think I think there might have been a little of that I didn't hear too much of it because I since I was new like they weren't talking to me about it I think Monica and Adam um heard a little bit more of that So I think it is you know you're coming into like their super special place like this this place is so unique and reasons you come are like to escape right so when cameras are there it's like well I feel exposed like I can't feel like I get back to myself um so I think there was a little bit of that but you know we like I said we were working for the camp so when we got there we all had that attitude and I think really quickly people realized like oh they're they're here and like they're in and um so we just kind of had to work work our way in but it wasn't too hard because everyone's so friendly i think any walls people add up we like knock down pretty quick
1: (laughs) that's good that's good um well i mean hopefully it'll open back up no what was like what was the best part of filming like being on the bravo show like what was the best and what was like the worst
2: um the best part of filming is i get to rewatch my summer like I get to rewatch whenever I want all of this fun. And like right now it's like what I need so badly is a reminder of like, I'm going to get to have fun again and like be with people and be outside and be drinking. And like, this couldn't have come at a better time. So I love getting to relive everything. Um, I think some of it will be harder to rewatch as episodes come up, but um, it is nice to be able to like have like that memory captured so well, you know, like when else in your life you're going to get to have professional photographers following totally.
1: your memory. it's like home movies that- it,
2: it is, it's home movies in the best way.
1: <laughs> and like, what's the worst thing?
2: Um, the worst thing about filming, no subject was off limits. And I, I realized I had no idea because I'm such an extrovert and like, I have no problem talking to anyone. I always thought of myself as, like, a super open person. I realized that there were some topics that I, like, really held very close to my heart and I was pretty private about, and I didn't realize, I guess, that other people weren't closer, like, didn't really, I don't know how to say this. Um, I'm just way more private than some of the other people or just people in general, and I didn't know that. It's, like, it's, like, a crazy, like, psychology lesson this whole past summer of, like, I didn't realize kind of how guarded and how private I was about things, especially when it came to relationships. So the hardest thing was when you didn't want to talk about something, like you kind of had to anyways. Um, I mean, you didn't, right? They can't make you say anything or make you talk about anything, nor would they. But, you know, I signed up to be on a reality show and you you have to be open. People are watching it because they want to see the real thing. They don't want to see this, everything's great and happy and like bright all the time. Totally.
1: You think you were the most guarded of everybody.
2: Easily. Easily. Yeah.
1: Who was, I mean, I guess, Nile who was the most open girl? Kathy
2: um, Randall? I think Monica. Really? Yeah. Just because Monica is, like, one of those super strong personalities, and she she's very much in the camp of, I'm going to do me, and if you don't like it, I don't care. Which is awesome, and, like, I totally totally support her for that and that's just who she is and she never she never falters from that so i think she has no problem discussing anything really
1: are you like do you live i mean because she's in boston like do you guys see like did you see each other like did you keep in touch
2: yeah we do i mean obviously i haven't seen her since quarantine started um but she since we stopped filming she like came to a ton of my events and like has been super supportive and brought friends um And like, I babysit her dog for her now when she goes away. So yeah, we stay pretty close, which is really nice.
1: I just, as soon as I heard Boston, I was like, oh my God, they're so far away. I know. I know. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. But I mean, like to your point, four hours when you're catching up on calls is not bad.
2: Yeah and I'm lucky I mean I you know I own my own business so like I didn't have any like oh I can't leave until five or like oh I have to try to speak out of the office early like there's none of that so I could if I wanted to sometimes I'd like get on the road early and like drive in the middle of the day because didn't matter and then I just hang out at camp until everyone else got there funny I used to get to camp probably a solid like three hours earlier than everyone else so by the time everyone got there I'd be like hello I've had three glasses of rosé waiting for all of you so thank you so much for coming
1: (laughs) and you're still single now?
2: Ooh, you're gonna have to watch. I can't answer that question.
1: Interesting. You know? Interesting. So maybe you are, you're actually, out of everybody, maybe you actually found something even though you weren't looking for it. You never know. You never
2: know. You're gonna have to watch.
1: Um, what was I gonna say? Have you guys heard from David during all of this?
2: Yeah, he's been so great, like sending like supportive emails and like keeping us all in the loop of what's going on with camp. Um, he's such like, a good father figure you know to like all of us and and so nice so nice his family is so nice his wife is always there the kids come to camp like it's great
1: and so nice what would you be doing if with your summers if you didn't discover like what would you have done last summer
2: um beaches i would have been in nantucket a lot i would have been in the vineyard cape that's like what i love best about new england there's so many gorgeous beaches and like beach bars and things like that I missed a lot of rooftops, which was that. A lot of rooftop action last summer. My girlfriends were pissed, but um, but it was fun. It was worth it.
1: Are there a lot of people in your building or everyone's kind of left? Like my building is dead. It's like 30% capacity. Yeah,
2: especially my my neighborhood is like, bougie neighborhood so everyone is like second houses so yeah my apartment building is so quiet which is half the reason i'm like can you just open my gym for me (laughs)
1: there's no one. listen i've already tried that here there's not one person here i mean there is but hardly and i've tried the same thing and i'm just like
2: yeah i asked if i could rent one of the pelotons from our gym i was like please just let me take it to my apartment i don't even need it my place
1: is just like we will be fine so i guess there's like a huge fine i think if you open it yeah. But I was like, but who's going to know if you open it at like, four in the morning?
2: No, like, I'll get up. No problem.
1: From, and they're like, it, it, it's not happening. And I'm like, oh, that's my over. God. <laughs> I know. I'm like, kill me now. Like, that's really all I want at this point in my building. If you could just open the gym, I don't need any of the other... I don't. I mean, do you think, do you have anybody on Bravo? You know, just, I mean, I know we're not doing press now, so that's a little different. But, you know, technically, it's like we were talking about the other night on our Instagram Live, like, I could see, you know, maybe three or four of you being the bartenders and watch what happens live.
2: would love that,
1: absolutely it, love that. Which would be great, and it would be virtual, but like, are you, like, what was I gonna say? Like, is there anyone from Bravo, you know, like if you were, like in that world, like if this explodes, like do you, are you dying to meet anybody in particular from uh, the Bravo Andy. world?
2: Andy, I'm dying to meet Andy, of course. He's my number one, like, no doubt. So I would love to be bartender. Um, I don't know, I feel like there's so many people. I'd love to meet Kate. I love Kate. Um, I really loved Aisha. I don't know if she's going to come back on another season, but she was just like, talk about the most positive, bubbly, like delightful person. Um, She'd be up there too from below deck. Um, Well,
1: you will meet Andy. Andy, Andy. I mean, you'll meet, you'll virtually virtually meet Andy if you are a bartender.
2: I I hope so. Or if there's a reunion or something. Although I don't know if they do reunions for first seasons i don't think they usually
1: they might season. they might it depends on how much drama we can expect from all of you yeah
2: well there's no, there's gonna be no uh no debt of that that's for sure
1: really okay so we're, we're like getting into the drama he,
2: this this episode like this is the turning point like it is like heat is turning up it's all been really? super super nice i think until now
1: <laughs> did david kind of stay out of all the drama or was he just like i can't believe what the hell is going on
2: Oh, he he stayed out and less involved, like, safety of guests or, you know, concern of guests in any way. But otherwise, if it was between us, he was like, you guys are adults, like, figure it out.
1: <laughs> Who do you think is stricter? I mean, I know you don't know these people in your life, but between, like, Claire on your show and, or, like, Kate Justine.
2: Um, So I got to know Claire really well. And, like, Claire runs a tight ship, which you have to to keep that many drunk guests, like, safe and in order. and whatever, keep the camp running. Um, but she's such a softie and such a sweetheart. So I don't, I don't know, I maybe, maybe Kate, I think Claire, like Claire might snap at you, but she's also the first to like give you a compliment. And I feel like we just see mostly attitude from Kate. So I would probably go with Kate.
1: That's all true. <laughs> do you think, did most, do you feel most of the guests went there on the weekends for like the activities we want to get away? to drink, or just to get laid?
2: Um, All of the above. <laughs> I mean, it's it's wild to think about, right? You have that many people, and if I had to guess, I'd say 80% of them are single, if not more. Um, and, like, the cool thing about camp is, like, you do as much as you want or you do as little as you want. So, like, you can go and just drink all weekend and, like, hang out by the lake and, like, work on your tan or, like, you know, relax, read a book, whatever. Or you can, like, be up and, like, I'm gonna start with outdoor yoga, and then I'm gonna go to the ropes course, and then I'm gonna hike, and then I'm gonna do archery, and then I'm gonna do trapeze lessons. It's like you can do as much or as little as you want, um, but I think at the end of the day, everyone for the most part part comes to meet people because where else are you gonna go to meet that many people in such like a friendly, welcoming atmosphere? Like that just doesn't exist. Like bars aren't like that. Like half of my job was walking up to people I didn't know and being like. Hey, I'm Sophia. What's your name? Where are you from? Like, I would never do that at a bar. I don't know what the right. difference But like, that's just not who I am. And in camp, it's like, all bets are off. Everyone mingles with everyone. It's amazing.
1: Do you agree with what Randall says about like, you know, the, the pickings were slim for men. This is how she justifies going after... Who she went after in the oh. first two episodes. <laughs> I mean, she says she said it in po- not like revealing anything. She's yeah, yeah. just like, this is why I went after him because the pickings were slim. It's like, even I, with a guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I felt like the pickings were slim for us. I don't know. Randall and I have the same exact type. We realized it from like day one. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely think the pickings were slim, which is like, how was that possible considering there were like 300 people there every week? Yeah um maybe we're just picky i don't know um but yeah it didn't it didn't stop me we'll just <laughs> we'll leave it at that
1: do most people come from new york or they come from all over
2: yeah, from new york
1: most, city right
2: it's mostly new york city yeah. i'd say at least half are from new york city um which is part of what we're going to try to do this year is like get some more new england people to come because i just think people don't know it exists here whereas it's like more prevalent in new york um
1: It's great though, like from New York, like technically if you go up there and you meet someone who is age appropriate, career appropriate, like you're all coming back to the same city. It really is like a summer share. It
2: it absolutely is. And it's, yeah, the people who come are like, you know, young, hardworking professionals, great jobs. Like it's all, it's all awesome people.
1: That's good. Is there anything else you want to like leave us with? You want us to know anything else about you? is there anything else you would like us to cover? This is sure. your time.
2: Yeah, no, I think we got we got most of it. I just think I wanna like encourage everyone. If you're like on the fence about it, like keep watching. It takes time to set up a new show. And you know, what I love most on other Bravo shows is the relationships, right? Whether it's friendships or the romances or the people who hate each other, like all of that stuff is what keeps me coming back for more. And I think, you know, the first two episodes were really background. And I think from episode three on, it's just it's really going to start to get really good. And um, next weekend is our LBEGTQ weekend, which is really fun. That our will weekend. be good. Super fun. Um, is
1: that this episode three or it's this one? That's
2: episode, yeah. And okay. It, they like really spice things up. We'll just say like the normal routine of like what happens every weekend at camp was like up, up a level. So it was super fun.
1: And I think, listen, I think people need, I think a whole first season, like people need to give it a minute to get to know the characters. You just got to give it a minute.
2: I know. I totally agree. And that's for any new show. I think it's different, right? Like, say there's a new season of Housewives or a new season of Below Deck. You know what to expect. So they don't have to take all the time to go into that. They get right into the characters. Whereas, you right. know, it's hard for a new show to stick on any channel, right? Because it, it does take time to develop. Um, so yeah, so I hope people keep watching because I, I'm so excited for this episode and for things to start heating up.
1: I'm so, now you got me so, I didn't realize this was the gay weekend, so I'm very excited.
2: Yes, it's so fun. I mean, I was
1: excited before, but now I'm, like, really excited for this weekend.
2: Yeah, it was my favorite weekend, hands down.
1: That's, like, amazing. So now, where can we all find you on Instagram or any other social media platforms?
2: Absolutely. So, my Instagram is Sophia underscore A underscore D'Angelo, because someone has my name. Um... And then it's just Sophia Ann on Facebook. And what else? Oh, Soph underscore D'Angelo on Twitter.
1: That's amazing. And I am at David Yantif and our show is at Behind Velvet Rope. And guys, if you're listening to this and you're a huge fan of our show, remember, that's great. But please subscribe. And leaving a five-star write-up review of this show, it's kind of like voting. If you're not happy with who the president is and you didn't vote, That's on you. So don't think that I have so many good reviews that you don't need to leave another one. Every write-up with five stars counts. So please go and just leave one because you guys, if you like this and you don't want the show to go anywhere, that's what's going to keep us going. So, and subscribe. And hopefully you'll be listening too.
2: Oh yeah, I can't wait.
1: And I'm going to be watching. Everyone truly needs to watch Camp Getaway. It is a great show. It is part summer house, it is part below deck, and I even think with a little bit of Vanderpump Rules thrown in there. Absolutely. Right? And you know, we'll keep in touch. We'll, I'll, I'll like see you in the Instagram Lives.
2: Sounds good. Well, thanks for having me.
1: Anytime. I really appreciate you taking your time. I'm sorry I was on with a housewife, and I'm sorry I ran late in getting this started. <laughs> oh, totally fine. I'll, I'll tell you who it is after, but like, I mean, I never keep people waiting. It's not my speed. So I really appreciate it. All good. <laughs> Thank you so much. And keep in touch for real.
2: I will. I will. Thank you.
1: All right. See you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope.